calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Welcome back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is somewhere we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And the first thing we have to talk about is our live show in Boston. We are so excited. It's going to be June 8th at 7 p.m. at WBR City Space. You can get tickets at bit.ly slash Live. We are so excited. We hope to see all of you there. We're going to be having Marie Connor, who's this tall, awkward girl on Twitter. If you're not following her, you should. She is hilarious. Dylan Usher, who actually opened for Fortune Feimster, which is pretty amazing. And Isha Patnayak, who was actually featured in the 2019's HBO Presents Women in Comedy Festival. We are so excited. We're going to be talking about why The Little Mermaid, Rocco's Modern Life, and... <laughs> The Parent Trap, the one with the, I was going to say the low, the Lohan twins, but realized it's just Lindsay Lohan twice. So The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan twice. We are so excited. If you live in Boston, or even if you don't and just want to take a trip, we would love to see you there. Yet again, you can get your tickets at bit.ly slash Live. We also have a bunch of Les Hangouts coming up. Our Les Hangouts in Pittsburgh is June 4th. In Seattle is also June 4th. And in Boston is June 13th. If you want more details, make sure you join our Facebook page for all of those. And we have a Tee Public sale this week again. So many of you bought t-shirts last week. We are so excited to see all of your Pride gear. We have one more sale before Pride Month starts, and it's going to be May 22nd through 24th. So make sure you get all of your Les Hangout Pride tees, Pride mugs, so you can rock them all through June and the rest of the year. And in the greater Les universe, I'm sure some of you are already watching, but if you have not, you need to start watching Gentleman Jack. It is... (laughs) Amazing, cheeky, and period piece, everything that you could ever want in a lesbian series. So if you're not watching Gentleman Jack, you are really missing out. Make sure 
to start watching it because it's wonderful. And with that, back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 27th installment of Should've Been Gay. Oh, 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 it was fun, it was great, but it should've been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, No Gays Beyond Our Reach, Elastigay! <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen my really impressive superhero arm thrust into the air. Yeah, it was in really defiance impressive. of uh, society's expectations of me. It was <laughs> it was something, y'all. It was something. I like to say that uh, gayness is elastic instead of fluid. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was like some deep words for this early in the episode, Ellie. Right? I've been <laughs> I've been sitting on that all day, so <laughs> <laughs> You're like I wrote it down this morning, so I didn't forget. <laughs> like when it, no, just just say it. I'm like you can't. You don't need to wait. As our more astute listeners may have already figured out, this week we are going to be talking about Incredibles two, not Incredibles one. Although that would be a fun challenge <laughs> sometime down the line. I feel like there still is some gay in the first Incredibles. We'll talk I'm about sure we it. Could find but it. the yeah. second one. Incredibles 2, that's that's really, you know... Oh, they really push it. That's what we're going to dig into a little bit, uh, because... Whew, it just, oh it really should have been gay, and we're going we're gonna <laughs> to get into it. So, why don't we start with our IMDb synopsis, which is as follows. The Incredibles hero family takes on a new mission, which involves a change in family roles. Bob Parr, Mr. Incredible, must manage the house while his wife Helen, Elastigirl, goes out to save the world. Love it. That is a pretty accurate description. I will say, just to start off, like, just shifting those gender roles to start this whole episode leads well into what we're going to talk about. But my gay synopsis is not really about Mr. Incredible or Helen. (laughs) It's about my favorite character, Evelyn. And this is a superhero movie where the supervillain can't sit and cannot hide her gayness. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, amazing. I'm gonna, here's what I think my gay synopsis would be. Buckle up, kids. Mom's got a new job. She's wearing the pants now, and she's the one having the affair. Take that, (laughs) gender norms. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, see, that's where we'll talk. That's where I have some moral dilemmas with this film, because Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl... He's taking care of the family. He's doing all the things. He's a great man. He has some <laughs> he has some issues with his masculinity and how fragile it is. I will give it to Bob. Well, what man doesn't, right? You know? But he's doing his best for his family. So I have a hard time being like, you know what, Elastigirl, you go. You cheat on your husband who's doing everything <laughs> and being a good dude. But you dude. don't have to be conflicted, Ellie. She doesn't in reality, but, you know, we're just going to we're Dream gonna, yeah, we're gonna toy with it a little bit. So, yeah. Lee, what was your experience with Incredibles two? <laughs> so, like, yeah, let's start with me, right? My experience is I still haven't seen Incredibles two, but like a dutiful 
podcaster, I have done ample research for all of you. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> but I haven't actually watched it yet, but now I started doing research and now I'm obsessed with I need to watch it like now. See, I actually really love these episodes where <laughs> Poor one of us hasn't seen yeah, it. Yeah, like I feel like maybe we should even make that our format to be like, all right, one of us has to have not seen it. Because <laughs> <laughs> But some of the best ones we've definitely seen. I mean Yes, yes, I love it. My experience with Incredibles 2 is that I watched it on a plane, like all great kids movies. I feel like I can't, I cannot justify seeing a children's film in theaters anymore, even though like, of course I want to, especially with Incredibles (laughs) 2, because when did the first one come out? Like when I was a child or in high school, right? Yeah, it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. The first Incredibles was like a movie that I watched at a at a normal age to watch Cartoon an animated movie. film, right? So I love The Incredibles, and when I heard that Incredibles 2 was coming out, I was super excited about it. But, alas, I just saw it on a plane. Sitting on a plane watching a should've been gay is always the best experience. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say, uh, what wins though? Sitting on a plane watching a should've been gay or sitting on a plane watching a essential? Because they're both... Oh, they're yeah. They're both A-plus experiences. Which one did you watch? Did you watch The Favorite on a plane or something? I watched The Favorite again on BART, I know. one. Of, I mean, one of the many times I watched it to take notes for our episode. Yes, you're right. Obviously, watching a essential is a little bit more obvious. But, so I read this article by Heather Hogan about Incredibles 2. Our fave Heather Hogan. Yes. And she was talking about how she went to see it in theaters by herself. And she wished she had been with another gay because she just was looking around the theater and she said she like found another gay because you do and like gave her a knowing look. And they both were like, this is so gay. That's what I want to happen. You know, when you're on you're on the plane and you're watching the movie and you're like, is anyone else? Is anyone else seeing how gay this is? Yeah. Like, is is this just me? Also, you know who did watch Carol on a plane is Heather Hogan and then wrote an amazing, maybe she posted, maybe she wrote an autostraddle article about watching it on the plane. I think so. You should find it. You should look it up. It's hysterical. But I definitely watched something on a plane. I don't remember. Yes. But either way, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just need to know that other people are seeing what you're seeing. That's why we do this segment. We're always seeing what you're seeing. We promise you. (laughs) And this one is so not even subtexty. So let's just jump in. Which characters should have been gay? (laughs) Well, let's start with one and, and work our way through. All right, great. So number one. Actually, let's start with the smaller ones and work up to the big ones. Oh wow, you're gonna you're gonna build the anticipation. Yes. Because smaller but serious honorable mention to void. Oh, absolutely. So number one, not to say like lesbians have to look a certain way, but <laughs> void definitely looks like a type of lesbian, one of them. Yes. With the like side shave, the colored hair, the alt punk lesbian mm-hmm. type. I would say. Void's the type of lesbian who could, like, do your tarot reading. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And the way that she talks to Elastigirl is just, like, the ultimate, like, I've been in love with this woman. 
Like, it's her celebrity crush. This is someone who had Elastigirl, like, a wall of Elastigirl photos in her bedroom. Yes. Who still has a wall of Elastigirl photos in her bedroom. Exactly. And didn't realize until much later why she really loved Elastigirl. But she Freud really used loved to Elastigirl. draw little hearts in her notebook and write, like, Mrs. Elastigirl inside of them. Oh my god. <laughs> so true. Aw, am I gonna make you cry already? Yes. I love Void so much. And also, her speech to Elastigirl is basically like, when I saw you, I knew that I could be me. Yeah. Right? And of course, I always say that magic is a metaphor for gayness. Also, superpowers, metaphor for 100%. gayness. 100%. We get the coolest metaphors. We really do. We could take over the world with our metaphors. <laughs> yes. Superpowers <laughs> and magic. So gay. <laughs> but true. <laughs> I love it so much. This whole movie, if you take superheroes are illegal in the movie, you have Violet, who is honorable mention number two, always talking about how it's so unfair. Why does she have to hide who she is? Mm -hmm. Because it's illegal. Because other people don't understand. Right? But damn it, they were born this way. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they were born <laughs> this way. Uh, um, no, okay. I was saying this to Ellie before we started recording, but have, given that I hadn't seen the movie and I just had to do my research so that we could record this, all Ellie told me is, oh my god, Incredibles 2 is the gayest thing, you have to see it, and we have to do an episode on it. And I immediately, 100% assumed the gay was going to be Violet. Yeah. I refuse to believe Violet's not at least coming out as bisexual in college. Oh yes, for sure. And she does, in Incredibles 2, she has a love story with a boy. It's very sweet, cute. Sure, not to discount that at all. I will give that to her, but I agree. When I said in the beginning of the episode, Incredibles 1, debatable, it was because of Violet. <laughs> but that's, you know, I think we need to see Violet progress a bit. But she is totally the awkward, anxious gay. For sure. Oh, yeah. Love her. And <laughs> hope she gets to be who she is. We'll wait. We'll wait for Incredibles 3. Yeah. We've got time. Also, this is maybe a stretch, but I don't even care. Dash is so metro. That, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... I could just see him either growing up to be this, like, preppy, full of himself jock. Which, you know what? Honestly, no matter what. Preppy, full of himself jock, either so gung-ho about his sexuality that he's, like, the coolest gay guy on campus, right? Or completely straight bro dude. We have to see where Dash comes. But I would love to see him as this uber-confident gay in the future. That would be amazing. Also, while we're talking about the, the potential gay in Incredibles 1, I mean, there's no way that Syndrome didn't also grow up with a whole wall of Mr. Incredible photos. Oh, yeah. And had a giant, like, little man crush on him. Uh, 100%. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Also, wait, you didn't even have this written down, and I am so disappointed in you right now, and so I'm going to publicly shame you. On our podcast, in front of everyone, how, when we're talking about gay characters in The Incredibles, is Edna Mode not even written down? Oh my god, Edna! <laughs> 
There is no way, not even a little bit of a chance, that Edna Mode is not a lesbian. Oh, she's such a lesbian. Oh my god. Come on. I'm so, honestly, I deserve to be shamed for that. You're welcome, everyone. Yes. I did that for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love Edna so much. Edna, to throw it back to another should have been gay, Edna <laughs> is basically Bellatrix Lestrange's character in Ocean's 8. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, what's that actor's oh name? God, and I know she's it. She's a real Helena Bottom Carter. Mode. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. All come in full circle. She's like a tiny take no shit lesbian. Yeah. She really is. Oh my god, I love her so much. I just love all the characters. The character work in this film, impeccable. <laughs> Which brings us to now that I think all the minor characters, we've... We've had our aperitifs, now yes, we're ready. Yes, okay. Now, I won't keep you waiting too long to talk about Evelyn. <laughs> Let's talk about Evelyn, could we? Yes. <laughs> Evelyn is, like, the power lesbian of my dreams. <laughs> like, yes, she's a villain. Sorry, spoiler alert. But I don't even care. Can you please read? Please read what you read to me oh, hold before on. we started it. this episode, because it perfectly sums up how I, and I am going to guess a lot of you and our audience feel about Evelyn in Incredibles okay. 2. So as can only be expected, some of my research for this episode led me to Tumblr. Of course. As is so want to happen when researching gay things. So I would like to credit Tumblr user Carol Daddy Danvers. Oh my god! <laughs> for this excellent take on The Incredibles 2 that goes as follows. <clears throat> the human part of my brain, queer coding Evelyn Dever and then making her evil, is bad. The lesbian part of my brain, step on me, hot evil lady. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> I feel that so much. I love the internet so much sometimes. I feel that so much. Well, that's that's the same way I feel. I feel like I'm like human brain. Elastigirl and Evelyn can't have an affair because morals and everything. And marriage and love. Yeah. Lesbian part of my brain is like Evelyn and it's like Evelyn uses mind control to sleep with Elastigirl. <laughs> And you're like, so therefore. I'm like, that's so horrible. But I'm like, but I want to see it. I just want everyone to know how much Ellie's like blushing right now, but still totally committed to it. It's so horrible. She's ashamed, but she's not, not wanting not, it still. Yeah, I'm ashamed, but I'm not. I'm still saying the words. Also, can I tell you how all I can think of with the step on me, hot evil lady, is how it's reminding me of the whole thing after the Met Gala with Tessa Thompson. And did you see how someone on Twitter was like, Tessa Thompson, like, step on my neck or something. And she literally quote tweeted them and was like, I would, but gently. Oh my god. Because did you see her shoes at the Met Gala? Holy shit. Anyways, anyways, we're getting a little off topic A little here. off topic. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Evelyn's hair. Can we just start like at the top and the top is her hair? Yes. <laughs> Literally perfectly cut. I don't know the numbers because I never get my hair cut that short, but it's like a boy's like three or whatever, whatever the number is. <laughs> and 
always looks like she rolled out of bed, but did it on purpose. Like how messy it is. It's a perfect lesbian haircut. It's perfect. Yes. It really is. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I don't wear my hair even that long anymore, but I kind of want that haircut. Yes. You know what I want? I want that haircut, but for like Shane to give it to me. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, don't you imagine... Shane definitely cut Evelyn's hair for Incredible Stuff. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's so gay. It's so perfect. We love Evelyn it. Evelyn just, like, pops down to LA every now and then <laughs> to get a haircut. Well, she is, like, a design mastermind, so I'm sure yeah. she has plenty of money to go fly to LA and get her haircut <laughs> whenever she wants. Yeah. If we keep moving down, <laughs> actually physically, I actually want to talk about the eyes. <laughs> okay. So there are... Nothing in the forehead region screamed gay at you? Uh, yeah, eyes. The, the forehead, eyes <laughs> forehead's a little bi, the eyes, okay. lesbian. Um, <laughs> she just... You know, we talk, we always talk about like the lesbian smolder. Yeah. Like she has it so bad. And she they al- also cannot stop making eye contact. She always, yes. And she's always using that lesbian smolder and directing it towards Elastigirl. Yeah. Like always. Yes. It's all over Twitter where people just post all of these gifs of Evelyn and her freaking eyes, like just giving <laughs> lesbian eyes. Well, and you know what, too, what I have to say is, here's the thing. When you have actresses, right, I understand there are a lot of ships that are non-canon ships where you just feel like the writers are refusing to lean into the obvious chemistry between their actors. But the chemistry is there, right? And that might just be because sometimes people have chemistry, and the chemistry can be reflective of a lot of different things between those two people and how they interact with each other on a set. But this isn't a set. These aren't actors. It's literally, they made the animation to be gay. Yes. They chose. Right? All I've done is watch clips, and I'm watching clips going, who did this? This can't (laughs) be by accident. It's impossible. You have to have done this on purpose. How do you purposefully do this and not know? Yes. You can't not know. Oh, yeah. There's just, there's no way. I like to think that whoever was, like, the lead animator on this, like, looks like Evelyn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it literally, like, was just, like, throwing, like, was like, this is me. Like, and just, and just made herself, like, the most. She wrote her own fan fiction. Yeah, she wrote her own story. She was like, if I could be a lesbian supervillain, I would be Evelyn. I love it. Yeah. But whoever greenlit all the clips just had no clue. And like animator Evelyn's just sitting so, there like. AKA a man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> animator Evelyn's like, hee hee hee, we got it through. <laughs> uh, well, because it, it's amazing sometimes how straight people are just like, oh, what two good friends. And yeah. Like, what? Two good friends bonding over feminism. I'm like, right. feminism is also a metaphor for lesbians. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Straight women, please be feminist. And straight men can be feminist. I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Everything should be gay. And that's why we're here. Yes.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) I really love that you started by talking like from the head down because I feel like this actually is a perfect way to start (laughs) to like actually go through Evelyn. But I just want to be clear that we are moving our way down this character, not in like a male gazy way, but in like a female gazy way, okay? Yes, G-A-Y-Z-E. Get your female gaze t-shirts now. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. Just in okay. time for pride. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we keep moving down, <laughs> I guess the next thing would be her outfits. You think? Yes. Is there anything in between? The smirk, uh, the lesbian smirk, I feel like yeah, goes with the does, lesbian gaze. She does kind of have a lesbian smirk. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> the outfits. Her first freaking outfit. Like, Lee, you're wearing it right now. Like, are you wearing a- Oh, no, you're not. I thought it was a button down, I wish. Oh, no, but, you know, I do own a you lot of button downs. Like, a, a striped button down shirt. Every time you see her, she's in a button down. And, like... <laughs> Same thing. I don't want to keep saying, like, lesbian stereotypes. Lesbians wear button downs. But lesbians wear button downs. And we look good in them. And she looks good in them. She looks good. You know why? It's because they go with that expertly coiffed hair. Exactly. They were really just pushing it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. And then moving even further down. I really love this. (laughs) She can't sit. She cannot. She cannot cannot sit. sit. She cannot. There are so many times where she is, number one, she sits on a table cross-legged one time. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you sitting? She's not even sitting on a chair. Like, she can't sit so much. She doesn't even know what you sit on. She's sitting, she's like sprawled in a chair. (laughs) Yeah, girl can't sit. She cannot sit. Those are my favorite things on Twitter when they just have pictures of Evelyn in all of her different (laughs) sitting positions. (laughs) Oh my god. Evelyn is a queer icon. She really is. I kind of love it, too, because it's like, no, we're going to finish. I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to hold on to this. We're going to finish finish our way, working our way across Evelyn first. Okay, I feel like that's pretty much it. She can't sit. I I don't remember too much about her shoes. They probably were Doc Martens. But... I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Okay, the other Evelyn characteristics that I want to toss out there as gay. Yes. One, when she... Okay, so we already spoilered she's the bad guy. And again, I haven't seen the movie, so all I've seen is like this clip in a fan vid that someone made. And 
she is drugging Elastigirl something? I yeah, don't know so what's to happening. Tell, I'll tell you what happens. Okay, so, you tell me. You've <laughs> at least seen the movie. You tell me. So she is this, like, genius mastermind inventor. And she creates these goggles, mm-hmm. basically mind control goggles, um, that she puts on all of the superheroes. This is way better than my, like, roofy imagination of the scene. <laughs> yes. I mean, not by much, but, you know, it's at least more technological. I do think, though, now that I'm remembering, I think she does, like, slip her something so that she passes <laughs> out, and then she puts the... When she wakes up, the goggles are on her, so she's... Okay, well, yeah. then, when, whenever she roofies her, they're yes. in a plane or something, and yes. she roofies yes, her, yes. and then she, she yes. pulls her little chin up in the gayest move ever yes oh my god that i was just it was it was gay (laughs) (laughs) that's honestly it and i also really love how apparently the plan of let's rebrand elastigirl is put her on a fucking motorcycle (laughs) gay 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 (laughs) yes and whose idea was that gay evelyn (laughs) gay evelyn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they may as well have called her Elastigay. I mean, come on. Come on. So here's my, like, super inappropriate, horribly problematic retelling of the story. Okay. Okay. Is that, and it honestly doesn't take much. In the real movie, Evelyn wants to control the superheroes because her father was killed and she blames superheroes for his death. Okay. And so she wants superheroes banned and she's going to control them to make them evil. So blah, 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 whatever. So my retelling of the story, that whole thing happens, but she falls in love with Elastigirl. And so her plan to control all the superheroes, she still goes through with it, but she decides last minute that in controlling Elastigirl, she wants to keep her as her pet. (laughs) It's so problematic. Oh, no. I know. She wants to keep her and use the mind control on her to keep her as her girlfriend. That's my retelling. Okay, but then plot twist is Helen wasn't really under mind control. This whole time. Yes, and she is actually really in love with Evelyn as well. I've unproblematic it a little bit for us. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she takes off the goggles and she's like, wait, but I do still love you. Uh Yeah, it's twisted. But Evelyn's a villain. She's a villain. And I want to keep her as a villain (laughs) because it's, you know, she's pretty badass. Not gonna lie. So what I wanted to say before, but I wanted to hold on to, is I do kind of love... Because one of the things about the Incredibles movies is they take place in this sort of ambiguous time era. Yes. Right? Where it's like kind of like the 50s. But also like super high tech. Right. It's like... It's like futuristic steampunky 50s. Yes. Right? And so, I I mean, I do, like, I think there is some validity to to my gay synopsis of it, which is that I really feel like it is, right? I get that she didn't actually have an affair, but I think they just sort of flipped the whole thing on its head. Oh, yeah. 
like flipped that stereotypical dichotomy on its head of husband's gonna go out to work every day and be led astray by feminine wiles and instead you have Elastigirl who's gonna go out, be given a motorcycle, and fall for a giant, giant gay. True. And I'm kind of here for it. I sort of like that. It is honestly true. Even in, in the movie, not even reading, not even reading too much into it, she falls in love with that life. Like she falls in love with being the provider, being the person who's working, being that person. And she connects with Evelyn in a way of Evelyn works for herself. Evelyn's never had to, clearly you can tell Evelyn has never had to uh, be at home taking care of the kids with her man. I don't think (laughs) she's ever had to answer to a man ever in her life because she's a big old ass. (laughs) And I think Elastigirl envies Evelyn. Like, she envies the life that Evelyn has had of making it on her own without a man ever. Even though she loves Bob, no matter what, I think there still is some jealousy of Evelyn's life, like, wanting that. Agreed. Can we also go down some lesbian rabbit holes a little bit? Of course. I see one of them that you have written down. Yes, Let's start with I needed that. to. Okay, so Holly Hunter plays Elastigirl. And as I was going through Holly Hunter's IMDb, I found that not too long ago, she played Billie Jean King, which we all know, lesbian. I mean, it was 18 years ago, but who's counting? (laughs) You know, not too long ago. (laughs) But still, amazing. And I'm sure Lee has plenty of other lesbian rabbit holes for us to go down. I have just one, but it's one I'm very, very proud of, okay? Because Evelyn is voiced by Catherine Keener, who I cannot believe has never played gay. I was so sure I was going to find something, and I didn't. But I did find an excellent lesbian rabbit hole, which is that Catherine Keener has a younger sister, and her younger sister is named Elizabeth Keener, who some people might also know as fucking Dawn Denbo from Are you kidding? of the Elmer. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, one of the most iconic characters. Oh. And this is my lover, Cindy. <laughs> that is so fucking so, great. So there you go. Our lesbian rabbit hole of today is Dawn Denbo. Little sister to Evelyn Dever. <laughs> that is so good. Of course she has Shane cut her hair. It's her sister's nemesis. That is amazing. <laughs> um, I love, also, for our listeners, we always put together an outline for these episodes. I took down my notes, write them in the outline. Lee likes to save some of hers, keep them to herself, <laughs> and surprise me with them. <laughs> And I'm so happy that you didn't write that down. <laughs> I couldn't ruin the real reaction to hearing it live. That, Come on. Yeah. So Lee keeps all these secrets just for you. So I just wanted to let you know how much she cares about the authenticity of this podcast. It was too good to hold on to that one. I just, I like to keep something in my pocket, you know? That's all. It's so good. Got something up the sleeves of these button downs I wear. (laughs) Oh my god. Just like Evelyn. Oh, yeah, except mine isn't roofies, okay? I promise. Oh. No villains here. So, okay, should should we do our ships, Ellie? Let's dig in. Obviously, the characters we are shipping are Helen, 
also known as Elastigirl, and Evelyn. They do already have a ship name, which should I wait to say it till after we try to come up with oh, some ridiculous I think you ones? you can say it. Okay. I mean, it's the most obvious one, I feel it's like. It's the most obvious one. So their ship name is Heveland, which I actually love. Um, so I'm going to have a really hard time coming up with new ones. But if I have to be weird, Elastalin? I think Elastalin would work. I also, I want to do something with Dever, like Devlastic, Devast. Girl. It kind of sounds like Disaster Girl. <laughs> oh, I like that though. Devastigirl. Girl. I like Devastigirl. Girl. <laughs> See, Helen and Evelyn are clearly meant to be together because most of their ship names would work. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh Ala yeah, Elastalin. Eva Girl. Eva <laughs> What's Helen's last name? Parr? Yeah, but she would probably have to change it if they got back together if they got together. Cause... Yeah, we don't know her maiden name. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, the 50s. God damn it. <laughs> and I also would like to say honorable mention to Void and Elastigirl. Uh, but Void yeah. and the Elastigirl poster on her wall. <laughs> Poor Void. Aw, she would have been so cute, though. I know. Void will get her, girl. She'll get someone, right? Oh, yeah. If there's an Incredibles 3, it's going to be Violet coming out and Void getting, like, a cute, supportive girlfriend. Yes. Okay. I love I'm it. I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, I would just like to say I never thought an animated film could be so gay. <laughs> and I'm so here for it. So Incredibles 2. Should have been gay. Should have been gay. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community, and we want to take the opportunity to shout out some of our favorite things that have been happening every episode. Okay, so I have a few shout outs this episode, and one of the biggest ones is to two of my best friends, Alexa Evans and Amelia Torek. They hosted our first ever Les Hangouts Denver. It was wonderful. They had a great time, and I just can't wait to have some more of them. We also had a bunch of you reach out to us on social media this week. It was a really fun week on our social medias. So I want to shout out a few of you. And the first one is Hannah K98, who sent me the most hilarious meme that said, when people tell me to stop saying when something should have been gay and is just Salt Bay sprinkling down little pride flags. So that made my day. And I just want to say thank you, Hannah, for sending that to me. And I want to shout out another one of our listeners from Australia who sent us this really wonderful Instagram message that says that she's had a really hard time finding shameless pride in being a lesbian. And you know, we find shameless pride in being lesbians. So I'm really happy that she said that the podcast has validated a lot of her struggles and is really helping her through. So I wanted to say Thank you to her and to also let her know that we're here anytime she wants to shamelessly be a lesbian. <laughs> and I'd like to just say a quick shout out to everyone who took our poll for the favorite if you were team Lady Sarah or team Abigail. And I just like to say Lady Sarah forever, 92%. Sorry to the 8% of Abigails. Love you, but no. And as always, we have to thank our top-tier Lesbian Jesus patrons, Amy and Ellen, Kayla Kelly, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, 
Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, and Mark Foster. Thank you so much to all of you and to all of our patrons who make this podcast possible for us. We could not do it without your support. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Keep sending us your should have been gay suggestions. We cannot get enough of them. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. And make sure that you subscribe in whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and you'll get new episodes as soon as they air. Make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. We're releasing videos every other Thursday. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many different ways that you can do that. First one, it's easy, it's free. Go on iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It really helps new people find the podcast. And if you want to support us financially, you can join us on Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We love our Patreon members. We have such a good time with watch parties, our Facebook page. We have even have a little Discord chat. We've been talking about Captain Marvel, how gay it is, you know, the huge. <laughs> so join us there at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you do want to pick up a female gaze shirt or any of our other designs, you can get them at bit.ly slash lesshop. Make sure you check it out. Pride is coming up. We have so many good designs that you could rock at whatever Pride you're going to be going to. Amazing. And we actually have a sale on all of our t-shirts this week, the 22nd through the 24th. So make sure you get those to get your t-shirts right before Pride. And if you want to donate to our Trevor Project campaign, you can do that at bit.ly. A final way that you can help support the podcast is come see us live. We have a show coming up at Boston Pride. We are going to be at WBUR City Space. We will have details coming up soon. It is still kind of being worked out, but we are so excited. We can't wait to see you all there. If you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out.